0: keep Calvary in our mind and our hearts. Amen. Take your Bible tonight please and go with me to the book of Deuteronomy and chapter number 6. Deuteronomy 6. I feel a sermon coming on tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, uh, man, I, I don't feel like going to bed. I feel like preaching right now. Amen. I don't know if you're ready to get it, but you're, 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 you're going to, it's going to happen anyhow. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 6, in your Bibles tonight. I want to continue tonight some thoughts about the home and family. And I want to talk tonight about the home and, and the parents in the home. And I want to speak on this thought and this subject tonight. Gaining respect from your children. Gaining respect from your children. Now can I tell you, it's it's very possible and it's very prevalent today where homes of children do not have respect for their parents. And I think there should be, I think there should be a not a manufactured respect. I don't think it should be a manipulated uh, or a coerced respect. Uh, I think it should be built in a natural respect for children and their parents. So, I'm going to be, preach on that subject tonight and just give you some thoughts and possibly interject some things that we've done in our life that I believe will be a, help and a blessing to you on this subject. So, let's begin reading here Deuteronomy chapter 6 and begin with verse number 4 in your Bibles. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4 is where we'll begin reading tonight. And so, uh, follow along on verse 4. Bible says here, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. And these words, which I command thee this day, shall be in thine heart. Notice, you got to have them in your heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house." And when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Now that encompasses about all the time, doesn't it? Verse 8, And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he swore unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities, which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things which thou fillest not, and wells digged, which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees, which thou plantest not when thou shalt have eaten and be full. Then beware lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt and from the house of bondage. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him and shalt swear by his name. Ye shall not go after other gods and the gods of the people which are round about you, for the Lord thy God is a jealous God among you, lest the anger of the Lord thy God be kindled against thee and destroy thee from off the face of the earth. You shall not tempt the Lord your God as you tempted Him in Masa. You shall diligently keep the commandment of the Lord your God and His testimonies and His statutes which He hath commanded thee, and thou shalt do that which is right and good in the sight of the Lord, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest go in and possess the good land which the Lord sware unto thy fathers, to cast out all thine enemies from before thee as the Lord hath spoken. Let's pray there tonight. Father, thank you for the Bible tonight. Thank you that we can open the Word of God tonight. God, I pray you give us hearts, Lord, now in this time of preaching to hear the Word of God, to absorb, Lord, the truths that you got for us tonight. God, I just pray tonight that richest blessings as we hearers give attention Lord, we pray to what Your Word says tonight. And God, we'll thank You for it. Thank You for the privilege to preach it tonight. And open the Bible. Lord, bless it. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the passage of Scripture here that we're seeing, children of Israel are getting ready to go into the land of Israel, and God has some uh, promises for them. God tells them, here He says, Hear, O Israel, this, and observe to do it, And the first thing he says here is love, love God, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, love God. You know, I believe uh, half of our difficulties in life could be fixed by just simply loving the Lord God with all our heart. Amen. Just love the Lord God, love God. And boy, that covers, that's a blanket statement that covers a lot of things in our life. And if we'll, if we'll just have that heart, Have that heart to love God. Um, We need that heart because that heart is a heart that our children need to see in us. So then he goes here in verse 7 and he says, And thou shalt teach them, talking about our children, thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thy house. Now notice, he's not saying... um, you know, be, be, be fanciful, be super spiritual. He's saying, when you, uh, he said, love the Lord your God, and when you love the Lord your God, just start talking about that to your children. I think that's good, amen? Yeah. Anybody else out there tonight? Yeah. Okay, just checking, amen? He said, just, just strike up a conversation. Talk to your children. Then he said, where to do that? He said, when you're walking by the way. When you're lying down, (laughs) amen? Um, That's couch talk, amen? When you're just sitting around, God said, talk about the Lord. Strike up a conversation. A good statement to always strike up a conversation with your kids is, isn't God good? Amen? And uh, tell me something God did good to you today. Get some thinking about God. I say to you tonight, God saying we love God, and then that transfers to our kids, and we begin to talk about them. But now he kind of goes a degree further in verse number 8. And he says, Thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. Now, frontlets are what they put on a horse on his side like these, those things, so that Uh, He can't be distracted here or distracted in sight that way, but that's so he can look straight ahead and follow that right path straight ahead. He's talking about frontlets. And so our kids need frontlets, amen? They need uh, things that keep them from distracting here and distracting there. And notice how he was teaching that it all goes back to this love for God that a parent has. And I believe tonight that that love that a parent has for God will be transferred and can be transferred as a respectful love for God in their children. And so, I want to give you some thoughts tonight. Just be practical. Don't you just like things practical? I mean, you know, Grandma, she used to put the butter on the bottom shelf where everybody could get at it, right? Uh, and, And that's what I like to do. Just put the butter on the bottom shelf and everybody can get at it, everybody can reach at it. That's a good way of doing it. So, I want to talk about respect tonight. Now, let me say this. Parents, it's hard to raise kids without their respect for you. And so, consequently, when you say something, if they don't have a respect, then you know what they're going to do? They're going to dismiss your voice, and they're going to listen to this, other, this old world and what the world things say, and that's going to guide their life. That's going to control control their thoughts. So respect is vital when it comes to raising kids in the Lord. Now, you do not gain respect by just giving them everything they want. Amen? You know, there's a good word that you got to really love when you're raising kids. You know what that word is? No. No. Oh, listen, you know, the devil will give you false guilt about saying no to your children, right? Oh, I want them to have everything that all the other kids have. Have you seen those other kids lately? Amen? So, I'm saying to you tonight, respect is so important. I want to be practical in three areas of life. The first area is everyday life. How to have respect from your kids in everyday life. The second is respect through discipline. And the third thing is respect in spiritual leadership in leading them to do God's will for their life. So, let's look tonight, first of all, at respect in everyday life. Now, I've only got about 20 points here. So, so we'll jump through them real quick. Are you ready for it? Number one, and you might want to write some of these things down. How to gain respect from your child in everyday life. Now, we're talking about Monday, Monday, We're talking about Wednesday afternoon. We're talking about Friday morning here. Okay? We're talking about everyday life. We're talking about you're in the middle of the week. Um, You come home from work on a Tuesday night and you're tired. Can I tell you, it's still important when you're tired to live life in such a way to gain respect. To gain respect. Let me give you some principles. Number one... Work hard. Work hard. A child will respect a parent who works hard. Amen? Now, that doesn't mean I always come home tired, dragging in, saying, oh, I worked so hard. Poor me. Poor me. I worked so hard. You know, I tell my girls sometimes, hey, uh, I, I had a long day. Would you rub my feet? my girl, every one of them, refused. <laughs> Rebels, that's all they are. They refused. And uh, I could just see Katie. Hey, Katie, would you rub my feet? And she's like, she makes this face. And, um, but I, I'm simply saying, you know, a child respects a parent who works hard. You don't have to advertise it. You don't have to advertise it. They'll see it. Now, there's the other side to that coin. You can be such a worker that you neglect your family. There's another side to that coin. So, don't be this guy that's always gone or this lady that's always gone. Um, Let me tell you something, but work hard. Work hard. Number two, as they grow up, learn to have simple conversation. As they grow up, just learn to have simple conversation. Hey, just sit in the car. And talk to your kids. What would you do today? Yeah? they get in the car and I'd sit there and before I'd go um, drive anywhere I'd just look at them. And they're like, what? I look at them and say, man, you are mean. <laughs> you are just really mean. And then I'll say something like, you're ugly too. And they'll say, I got that from my father. (laughs) Can't win sometimes, you know. But as they grow up, learn to have simple conversation. Fun conversation is good. It's good. Amen. Sometimes our family gets together, and it's chaotic conversations going everywhere. Amen. That's good. Hey, that's even scriptural. Verse 7 thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house. And when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou risest up, hey, all the time, just be talking to your kids. Bring up the Lord. Tell them something the Lord did for you. You know, testimony time isn't just good in church. Testimony time is good in the car. It's good in the car talk about God. So, I say as they grow up learn to have simple conversation. You know now when they're, l- they're real young you know <laughs> you ain't getting what they say and they ain't getting what you say. You know toddlers they have a, a world of conversation of their own. <laughs> Amen. And nobody knows what that is. Amen. But, but and, and usually they learn simple things like yes and no. Amen, yes, no, and paddle. Oh, I don't want that one. You know, and and by the way, um, let me say this. Well, I'll get to that in a little bit, so let me don't get ahead of myself. Here we go, next one. Be consistent in everything you do. If you're reading your Bible, be consistent, same time, same place. Your prayer time, same time, same place. Your schedule, same time, same place. They should know you come home, same time, same place. I have my spot at the table. I eat, same place, same place. Everybody got their spot at the table. Uh, You say, oh, those things aren't important. Let me tell you something. They are for consistency and solidity in the heart of a child. Amen. Hey, listen, for mealtime, don't just give them a cracker and let them run through the house. Sit down at the table. Teach them. You know, when they're toddlers, there's spaghetti everywhere. You know? But, hey, teach them little by little everything. Mealtime's a teaching time. And it's a time to open up conversation and talk to them. So I say to you tonight, be consistent in everything. Everything you do be consistent. Next, never punish out of anger. Never punish out of anger. You know why? Because you say something or do something you shouldn't do. And then you got to go back and pick up the pieces, right? And, and so I say to you, make sure you're calm. My dad, my, I used to have to go in my room and wait for my dad to come in to punish me. That was torture you know is he going to beat me jesus i'm coming i'm on my way open the pearly gates wide cuz here i come my dad's coming in the room uh you know i hey that was torture i tell you, i tell you what he was really just sometimes just trying to control his anger before he got mad before he I was corrected. Because oftentimes we'll correct out of emotion rather than true love. And so we have to beware of that. Never punish out of anger. Next, apologize when you're wrong. You say, well, I'm the dad of this house. I don't have to apologize. Oh, yeah, you should. When you're wrong or you make a mistake. And by the way, don't be too proud to admit you're wrong sometimes. Amen. And uh, say, hey, when you're wrong, I was wrong. I blew it, and I'm sorry. It's my fault. There's been a time when I've corrected. I spanked one of my children, and the other one did it. I've, I've done that before. And I had to go to the one and apologize to them. But I always ended the conversation, I'm sorry, you shouldn't have got it for that. But there's probably some other times you should have got it that you didn't get it. <laughs> right? So, we'll call it even, okay? (laughs) So, I'm saying apologize. Again, don't forget, we're talking about respect in everyday life. Having respect from a child. Next thing, get the facts before you discipline. Get the facts before you discipline. Make sure you've got the facts down. Amen? Amen? Before you discipline. Next, don't create a bad picture of church. Don't create a bad picture of church, your kids, you know? um, Don't always complain about this or that and the other thing about the church, you know? Hey, there's no perfect church, so get over it. Amen? Um, But don't paint a bad picture of church. Why? Because you want your child to always respect God's house. Amen. Amen. And can I say if you find out something that somebody else does that you that you don't think's right, you know what? Don't tell your children about it. Amen. Don't tell your children about it. Just keep it to yourself and pray for them. Amen. Next point don't bring your problems to your children. Don't bring your problems to your children. I I know sometimes a parent, well, they got to vent. All right? Hey, if you have to vent, that's what a husband and a wife's for. Amen? That's not what children are for, though. Don't vent all your problems to your children. Now, trust me, they're going to find out, some of them, okay, as time goes on. But don't go to them and expect them to somehow be your, uh, your venting person. Um, that's not good for the children. That's not good for them. Um, by the way, their minds are often too immature to handle adult problems. And sometimes they are, and also they are not in a position to be able to solve a lot of the problems. So what good does it do to bring it to them? It only provides an added weight to them in their heart and their life. So I say to you tonight, don't bring your problems to your children. Point next. Amen. I've lost the number. So we'll just call it point next. Next point. Make some sacrifices for your children. Make sacrifices for your children. Not just in their needs. And by the way, don't always remind them that you're the provider. I bought that bed you sleep on. Just wanted you to know. The car you ride in, I paid for that. Just wanted you to know. You know, don't give them a guilt trip for being sitting in a car. You know, <laughs> that's our responsibility. Amen? So um, Make sacrifice for your kids. I heard about a good thing. Um, Pastor Jeff Fugate gave an illustration one time. His dad was a pastor. And they were driving down the road, and and he didn't know this about his dad. But he asked his dad, they're driving down the road from a meeting, and he said, Dad, I'm thirsty. Would you, can we get a Pepsi-Cola? He said, Pepsi-Cola and a moon pie would sure be good. They live in Kentucky, right? It should be RC Cola and a Moon Pie, but he said, let's stop and get a Pepsi Cola. His dad said, okay. They stopped, and he saw his dad, and his dad took out the last amount of money that he had in his wallet and bought him a Pepsi Cola and a Moon Pie. He said, I never forgot that my dad made a sacrifice for me in just something small. And by the way, kids, be aware that sometimes your parents do make sacrifices for you. Many times on a daily basis. The reason your dad goes to work is to pay the electric bill and the rent so you can have a place to sleep and a nice warm bed at night. And so be appreciative. Be thankful. But as far as us parents go, on our end, we endear them to us And we gain respect from them when we simply do things for them that show sacrifice on our behalf. Next point. Be involved in the activities that they enjoy even if you don't necessarily enjoy them. Let me say that again. Be involved in activities that they enjoy even if you don't necessarily enjoy them. Um, if there's an activity that the kids like, do it. Amen? Do it sometimes. Um, you know, there's some things that they like, and uh, you say, well, well, no, we're not going to do that because I don't like it. Hey, if they do, if they like it, be involved. They will appreciate the fact that you became selfless and that you wanted to do what they wanted to do at that time. Now, I'm not talking about a wrong kind of activity. I'm talking about something that they just enjoy doing. And it's good, it's good to gain respect by being involved in their activities. Amen? Um, I was never much of a ball player, but I always wanted my boys to think I was. Amen? Amen? <laughs> they grew up and found out <laughs> better than what I said I was. Amen? They figured it out, but you know what? I, I don't necessarily get up. I I can run the court twice. <laughs> Amen, twice, and once. Twice is over. Forget it. You know, and uh, but you know, I, 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 hey, I think it's good to be involved. All my boys like basketball, so you know what we did. We did some basketball. Amen. So. I'm saying, you know, uh, I, I still, even when they're married, even when your kids get married and they leave the, the nest, still find things that you enjoy doing together. Even though they're married and have their own home established. Um, still do things together, amen? Go shopping, amen? Make sure it's goodwill, amen? <laughs> but go shopping together, Amen. That's a dad talking to you. So, amen. But go shopping together, do things together. Um, um, as, as your children get older, the relationship slips and changes a little bit different to where they become a closer friendship. Amen. And that's not bad or wrong. You're still a parent, and there should still be a respect factor there, but at the same time, your children become more friends. To you, and that, that friendship relationship, that bond should, should last till the day you die. And that's a good bond. But respect is what builds that. All right, next point. Expect them to do what you say, expect them to do what you say, and, and make um, correction consistent when they don't. Amen? Um sometimes one child will do something and they don't get cor- or they get corrected in a harsh way, but another child does the same offense and the off- and the uh, the punishment isn't the same as what the other one got. Now there may be factors involved in it, but can I tell you the child knows that, they got a harder punishment than the other one did for the same crime. You know, and I think we ought to be equitable. Equitable in our uh, uh, correction. So be consistent. When they don't do what you say, there should be correction. Amen? Now, here's some things that you should discipline for. Number one, one, discipline a child for dishonesty. Dishonesty. If they tell you a lie, they should get corrected. There should be a punishment. Amen. You know why? Because you don't want them to grow up and be a liar. <laughs> Amen. Somebody's getting my message tonight. Amen. Amen. Okay. All right. All right. Punished for lying. Just remember that. Amen. Lying. Dishonesty. Here's another thing. A bad attitude. Amen. Child's got a bad attitude. Fix your attitude. Because if you don't, I have an attitude adjuster. Amen. Fix your attitude. When my boys and girls would fight and argue... Have bad attitudes toward each other, they had to sit there and hold hands until I said, stop. They hated that. Oh. Oh, they hated that. Okay, you want to fight? Sit there and hold hands until you stop. And they sit there and hold hands. Okay, we can hold hands all day long until you get over it. Amen. But I'm saying discipline for bad attitude. Next, discipline for back talk. Discipline for back talk. I don't want to. Oh, yes, you will. Discipline for back talk. Amen. If you don't, the child learns they can do what they want, say what they want, act out how they want if they don't want to do something. You know, life is about not about doing things you don't like to do. How many of you like, want to go to work tomorrow? Get up early. Let's go to work Monday morning, all right? Not too many of us, all right? But you know what? We, life is about doing things you don't always like to do. Right? That's called life. And don't let them say, I don't want to do that. Go to a job, can't hold down a job because they don't want to do what the boss tells them to do. See, that's not good for them. So I say to you tonight uh, have correction for back talk. Next, temper or temper tantrums. Temper tantrums. Oh, they got to get over temper tantrums. <clears throat> if they don't get over temper tantrums, do you realize they're going to struggle in their marriage? It's better to get over the temper tantrums when you're 2 than when you're 32. Amen? It's a lot easier to curb it when you're 2. Amen? I'm going to throw a fit. Well, guess what? I'm going to throw a bigger fit on your bottom. Amen? So, temper tantrums, corrected. Next, bad behavior, especially in public. They should learn how to behave in public. You know, a kid can come to church and learn to sit there and sit still and be quiet. i I, I tell you, my, my wife would sit in the back. When, when they come out of the nursery, you know, they are two or three, and they're just learning to sit in church. They haven't been there yet. And there's times when mom's got to take them out, spank them, bring them back in, and say, now sit there. I told you to sit still and be quiet. Amen. And, and they need that. They need the correction for the bad behavior. You say, um, oh, preacher, they're too little. No, they're not. They know what they're doing. Amen. Some of those two-year-olds, they know exactly what they're doing. They can wrap you around their fingers so fast. They know what they're doing. So I'm simply saying, bad behavior, correct it. Next one, disrespecting adults, especially seniors. Disrespecting adults, especially seniors and older people. Hey, I hate this idea we have the old people get shoved to the side and us, us young people are gonna rule the world. Let me tell you something those old people, those old people were making things right and doing things good and paying your bills when you were in diapers. Yeah. Amen? When they get old, treat them with respect treat older people kind and you know you have to teach a child that treat older people kindly hold the door for them help them as they need it teach them to do that that's important you say what are you doing what you're doing is you are putting a respectful mentality in a child and they so need that Our world needs to get back to old-fashioned respect. Respect. Kindness. Treating others kindly and decently. Boy, it's a powerful thing. So, next. Never play favorites with your children. Don't play favorites. Well, this one is like me. And I like me. And this child acts more like me, and that one acts like his mother. (laughs) Don't play that game. Amen. Don't play favorites. Love them all and discipline them all equally and equitably. So don't play favorites. Next, don't hold a child accountable for something you never taught them. Don't hold them accountable for something you never taught them. I've had to dis I've disciplined my child children for things that they didn't really know they weren't supposed to do. And I had to apologize to them. But I told them, Now you know. Now you know next time. Don't do that. Okay? Because you'll get corrected for it next time. So don't correct them. Don't hold them accountable for something you've never taught them yet. All right, and next, parents work together and let your children know mom and dad are a team. We're working together in this thing, right? Um, mom and dad are together, and we are your worst nightmare. <laughs> right? Yep, we're together on this thing. Sometimes a child will go to mom or dad and ask them if they can do something, dad or mom say no, so they go to the other one, dad or mom. Say, uh, can I do this? You know what's a good question to say? What did your mom say? Or what did your dad say? Hey, if it was no with the one, it's no with me. And you may not necessarily agree, but since the other one's already said no, let them know you work together as a team. Amen? Yeah. And you say, what does that do? This is this matter of building respect in them. Building respect in them. Don't, don't allow them to play that game. Next, respect and discipline. Respect and discipline. Now, we've talked about some things already that a child should be disciplined for. But I want to talk about also discipline and gaining respect through discipline. You know, not all discipline should go jumping to the paddle. Not all discipline. Sometimes you just, a word, a no, I said no. If they continue to do it from there, that's when you take them aside. And if they disrespect your word, you tell them, I said no, and this is the punishment. You know, some parents have to tell their child no 10 times before they'll actually do something about it. Your child knows that. The child knows it. I can get away with it 10 times. And and when they grow up, if they disobey God's law, do you think God, their thinking is, well, God will let me get by with it a few times. You know, it's okay. And that's a mentality you don't want developed in them. So um, let, let the punishment fit the crime. Um, if it, start with basic correction. Yes and no, no. Uh, yes, no. Basic correction, and if it escalates or there are certain behaviors like we talked about earlier that deserve and have earned greater... Di- By the way, a child earns the discipline... It's not that you gave them the discipline. It's that they earned the discipline. Right? That is the result of their action. And so a parent shouldn't feel guilty about correction. Amen? Amen? Sometimes I used to tell my kids, it don't bother me to paddle you. You did it, not me. Amen? Did you get that, Autumn? them? Okay. No, I, no, that might be a little flippant about, about correction but I'm simply saying a parent often feels guilty about punishing and, and can I tell you what you got to get over that to a certain point you got to get over that don't feel guilty whom the Lord loves he chastens see correction is about keeping our hearts in the right direction and it's about them gaining respect for God and for His way and His will. So, um, never overdo the punishment. You know, um, you you did this, or you, you you talk back. That's it. Forty-five swats. What? Forty-five. Well, what are you going to do if they lie? Ninety. You know, don't overdo it. A couple good swats can speak plenty clear. Amen. Or a correction of some kind. You know, I never like timeout. Never like. You say why? Because all it does, they sit there and stew and brew about it. That's right. uh, they pout or stew and brew. I never like timeout. Handle it and let it be over. Amen. Amen? Handle the situation. If if, if it's something that deserves correction, correct them. Amen? Don't let it go on and on and build this this thing. Don't don't let that happen, okay? Um, So never overdo it. Let the punishment fit the crime. Hey, if they're a teenager, taking that phone away is a good, good punishment. Amen. Um, t- no car for you for a month. <gasps> what? Yeah. Sorry. There are harder punishments, amen. There are more corrective things. When they're when they're young, oftentimes those get them into those patterns early when they're young. And you'll have a lot easier time as they get older. All right? Let me say this also. Never never call your, your child names. Don't ever call them a name. Don't, don't laugh at them. Don't laugh at them. Don't call them names. I mean, I understand you have a nickname. I have uh, endearing nicknames for my kids or grandkids. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying don't call them names. You dummy! You're stupid. Let me tell you something. That will affect a child. Amen. <clears throat> you should act like your older sister acts. How about that one? Or you should act like the other child. Let me tell you something. God gave you different children. They're all different. And and you you. And part of parenting is learning that individual child and what they need. That's that's how it is. So I'm saying, don't call them names. Don't criticize your children. And you know, by the way, sometimes a child can have a problem that seems petty to us as adults. You know? Uh, one of my granddaughters has a little pink pig. They call her Piggy. And um, they have lost Piggy traveling uh, on deputation. and leave, leave Piggy in a motel here. motel Three times they've lost Piggy. Three times. And my daughter has gone through great lengths to try to get Piggy back. Piggy back, I like that, amen? <laughs> I'm a poet and I don't know it, right? But she's gone through great lengths to try to get that and, and, and got that Piggy back Exact but she would cry, "I don't have piggy." You know, sometimes to an adult it's like, "You don't need piggy." But that meant something to her, and so she went through great lengths to try to find that piggy and And you know, it all these things are like that. I've had boys that hated homework, and they just uh, hated math and didn't like it. Yes, you've got to buckle down and do. What you're supposed to do, but you know what? I understand that. (laughs) I understand it. So, um, if they have a problem, and by the way, teenagers can have problems. Amen? Um, Somebody says something to them or treats them bad, you know, or bullies them, Um, it can cause them real inner turmoil. And 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 uh, got to be aware of these things and be there to help that co- child. If they, if you help them through a problem, they gain respect for you. Um, and don't belittle a teenager's problems. A girl comes home and she's crying. What? What happened? So and so said I was ugly. So and so said I was ugly. <laughs> what do you do in a situation like that? Hey, listen, try to work through that problem. Work through it. Don't belittle the problem. Amen? Sometimes teenager problems are small. And sometimes a parent wants to say, Honey, just wait till you grow up. Amen? <laughs> then you're going to find out what problems are. Right? Sometimes that's how we want to handle it. But I want to tell you something. It's about gaining respect for them when they're young. When you discipline a child, express to them that you love them after the discipline has been carried through. Express to them that you love them after the discipline is carried through. They may not feel it's fair, but you you should express to them that you love them. Tell them you love them after you discipline. If you discipline, if, if they get in trouble, they get a spanking, take time after the discipline to kneel with them, to pray with them, reassure them that you love them and that you're not mad at them. And that, um, don't, don't, in other words, don't leave them angry and don't leave them pouting. Amen. Put a hug on them, love them, leave discipline good. Amen? And and that will help them to respect you more. Lastly tonight, respect in leading them as they serve God. You know, I think every parent wants their child to grow up and maybe not be a preacher or maybe not be, you know, a great singer or a piano player or whatever. They may not be that. Maybe they want them to be those things. But I'll tell you what. If they're a good, solid, faithful Christian that loves God and is faithful to church, I want to tell you something. That should be the goal when we're raising kids. Raise them to serve the Lord. Now, let me give you some points on respect as you lead them in a spiritual direction. Number one, lead them to seek God's will for their life. Lead them to seek God's will for your life. It's good to go to them. in ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade. Hey, are you praying about what God wants you to do with your life? Really? Open up that conversation. Start talking about it. Don't be the kind of parent that's going to lead them. You know, we have never told our children that they had to go into the ministry. We never did that. I want, because if they were going to do that, I wanted that to be of their whole heart. Amen? That has to be of their heart. That's not something a parent can manufacture. But I'll tell you what I can do. I can lead them to seeking God's will for their life. I can put in place some things where they can begin asking God and seeking God's will for their life. And if God has them to serve the Lord in full-time Christian service, Amen, praise the Lord, glory, hallelujah. But if not, they should still grow and be that faithful, godly person that's serving the Lord, faithful to the Lord. Hey, I want to tell you something. It, it, that, that's where I want to lead them to be. And so, lead them to seek God's will for their life. And, and, and let me give some points about that. Number one, if God has something for them to do, then they ought to learn to prepare for it. Prepare for it. Even when they're young. How do you prepare for it? Get in the Bible and read it. Amen? I like it when the teenage boys are called to preach that they get up and preach a sermon. Amen? I love that. Why? It's just giving them some preparation. Giving them some uh, thinking in their heart to prepare for that. You know, they may not preach a great sermon. That doesn't matter. What matters is the preparation, is that they're, they're, they're preparing for that, and that matters. So, prepare for them. Next, pray with them about God's will for their life. Pray with them. Don't say, Lord, I just pray that you will uh, lead my son to be a preacher, or lead my daughter to be a preacher. I'd say, dear Lord, if it's your will— Help my son to be a preacher. Help not my daughter to be a preacher. (laughs) Amen. But leading God's will. This is about respect. Get them acquainted with this world that maybe God has a task for me to do. Maybe God's will is for me to serve him full time. Acquaint your child with that thought. And trust God to do what He will in their heart and their mind. It's not you calling them. We don't want mama mama prayed, daddy called preachers. Amen. Amen? We want the kind that God speaks to their heart. But we can be the ones that guide them to open them up to this understanding that God may want them in His service. And we should lead them to that direction and pray with them about it. Pray with them. Teach them to pray about things, even things they want. You know, sometimes a child will want some shoes or a a coat. You know what's a good thing to do? Say, well, why don't you start praying about that? Pray about that. See if the Lord will bless you with that. Amen? Don't always shell out the money to do it. Amen? Oh, you want it? Okay, let me run down to the store and buy it for you. You want it? Hey, they'll never learn to trust God. And there are and listen, when they start out in life, they got to learn to trust God. God will carry them through, but they have to trust Him to do that and watch Him do that. So teach them to pray about things they desire. If you want those new shoes, why don't you pray about it? Why don't you pray about it? Either that or wait till Christmas. Amen. Pray about it. Respect in leading them to the Lord. Uh, Teach them. When they grow up, they may be on their own. But God holds them accountable for the decisions that they make when they have grown up and they're old. And they're on their own. They make those decisions in life. And they ought to make them in accordance to God's will and God's word. Because if they don't, then they could fall into the negative consequences of not doing God's will. Respect. Respect. Oh, listen, I want to tell you something, parents. We can do a lot of things to build respect in our children. In our children. Respect And and that respect for their parent ought to be there. Amen? It's easy oftentimes if you're not careful to lose the child's respect for you. But we ought to always be aware that respect for them is the right way for us to be able to lead them in the right way in God's will. I'm done with the sermon tonight. But I want to ask you tonight, is there a respect in your home? Is there a respect in your family? Are those children in that home and that family, are they part? Are they part of this respect circulation that should go on in a home? You say, Pastor, honestly, I have difficulty with that. Or maybe you have a child and they're wayward. Hey, you know, those things happen. They really do. And I feel for God's people who have, you know, difficulties like that. It's not easy. And I don't look down on anybody with those situations. But I want to say this. Prayer, keep doing the right thing, stay consistent, can oftentimes rebuild faith and respect in our children. Keep on it. Keep at it. Keep serving the Lord. Keep, keep doing the right thing. If you fail your fault or make it right, apologize to the one. And go on and serve the Lord with all your heart. Respect. Hey, I want to tell you tonight, let's put this ingredient in our home. Let's make sure our homes have this ingredient. Let's bow our heads tonight. Let's close our eyes.